He has spoken on the topics faith, family and freedom in Cuba, Belgium, Brazil, Congo, UK and all over the USA to crowds from 14 to 40,000. Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. You know, one of the fun things about conversations, about public speaking, about just the way we use linguistics is understanding that we have the power to change a lot by the words that we choose to use. I want to give you a little example here. I can't tell you as a father of teenagers how many times I've heard, I don't like you, or even, I hate you. Yeah, it's it's pretty common when you're a parent of teenagers. Fortunately, my kids are grown, but I've got grandkids coming into that phase now. It's a lot of fun to know that you're doing the right thing and be hated for it. No, it's not a lot of fun, but it's still necessary. And I want you to know that leaders, in order to build influence, are going to have to be likable. Meaning you can't just walk around being a crass jerk all the time and expect that you're going to win with people. You don't win with people like that. In order to build influence, you've got to be able to get along with some folks. But there's also a place and a time to plant your feet, stand your ground, and not care what people think. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And if you hadn't noticed, some of the greatest influencers in the history of humanity have been people who, during their time on Earth, were very well liked for a season. They were very popular. They had a lot of notoriety. Everybody looked to who they were. They, they loved the voice, the cadence even sometimes, just the way they spoke and, and the things they said were so motivating, encouraging, and, and they would create a movement and a moment and people would come behind them and say, I want to do what you're doing. You're doing such a great job. It's so incredible. I wish it had been me. And then, not so much. See, there's a, there's a place where the movement itself begins to take on an identity of its own that's even bigger than the person who started it. It's kind of like a, well, it's like a forest fire. One match can start a forest fire, but if you don't put it out fast enough, it'll burn millions of acres and destroy billions of dollars worth of property and take lives. And in the same way, a movement, for better or worse, a revolution, or just a cause that really takes hold and sparks in people's hearts and reignites their imagination, well, it acts a lot like a wildfire as well. And a movement by a leader who's likable is really hard to stop. Now, we've seen movements or attempted movements by lots of people who they didn't have the popularity or the credibility to carry it. They start a movement, they create a lot of fanfare, it burns really hot for a short season, but then it burns out all the fuel because it's not self-reigniting. And by that I mean, it's not a cause that's so common to everyone else's core values and priorities that they can't live without getting involved in it. They can't stand idly by. A lot of times a movement is one person's passion, one person's devotion, one person's life calling. And they can, because they're charismatic and they're loud and they're 
out front or maybe they've sold a bunch of, I don't know, albums or they've sold a bunch of cars or they've sold a bunch of whatever. They got a lot of money in their pocket. Maybe they sold a dot-com business and they put a lot of money in their pocket. And now because they have money, they can wield influence. And because they have money and they can wield influence, they can make up a cause du jour. We see those, sadly, all the time. See, the problem with the cause du jour is that it's not really a cause. It's not really a problem. A lot of times a cause du jour is, well, it's the cause of the day. I'm going to put my money behind it. I'm going to put my name on it because I need a charity write-off. I need to be able to take a little money off my taxes at the end of the year. I need the world to think I'm doing something good. And because I want the world to think I'm doing something good and I need that tax write-off, I will create a foundation. I will put my name upon this foundation and I will change the world for, well, at least for the week. At least until the tax auditors go away and then I'll go back to my whatever kind of lifestyle I had before. See, that kind of change doesn't last. And fortunately, the world is getting a little more savvy when they see people rise up with a cause that just has to be dealt with right now, only to find out it's just their cause du jour. It's their political prowess being exercised. It's their financial leverage being put into play. But it's really not a cause that anybody else supports. The only reason it keeps its momentum or makes the news or makes any impact at all is because of the amount of money thrown at it. See, that's not the kind of cause that I'm talking about. That's not the kind of movement that I'm talking about. Leaders have the ability to, to spark a movement that lives way beyond them. An idea whose time has come that's looking for someone to carry the ball for it, and that's it. And see, the challenge for a lot of people is they think, as a leader, if I'm called to a movement, if it's my job to do something, if, if I just can't get this burden off my heart and I have to do this, that that relationship to that cause often means you're just the ball carrier for now. You're not the face of this project forever. That requires humility. Now, it still requires that the leader be likable because you're not going to have influence if nobody likes you. But at the same time, if you're wrapped up in that cause because that cause drips out of your pores when you're sleeping, you get out of bed in the morning and there's a stain in the bed from that cause, then you know that's where you belong and that's what you're supposed to pour yourself into and that's what you're supposed to do. And, and that's awesome, but still understand the cause is greater than you. And as a leader, you've got to invest yourself in the cause. You've got to master your skill sets. You've got to bring to bear everything you've been given in the ways of skills and gifts and talents, all your knowledge, all of your ability, all of your influence, all your connections, all your relationships have to be laid bare in front of this cause to be utilized for the cause. And in some cases, that cause will cost you a job. A relationship or two or a million. There are people who have gotten so invested in their cause that they have completely lost their social media accounts because social media didn't agree with their cause. They were just, Shh, we don't like you talking about that. It'll happen. And that's not what I mean by being likable. In fact, if you look back over the history of time, there are a whole lot of people who are loved by the people they served 
loved by the people whose cause they fought for, loved by the people that they benefited in the long term, but hated by the status quo. Rosa Parks might have fallen in that category. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. might have fallen in that category. Nelson Mandela would certainly fall in that category, imprisoned for what he believed. Imprisoned because he wanted to see other people freed. See, your, your cause, your idea, the thing that you sell your out, yourself out to, it may lead you to a place where a whole lot of people like you and your influence continues to grow and grow and grow. And it's the fear of that wildfire that causes certain people to not like you. Oh, you still got to be likable to gain following, to gain momentum, to leave the legacy of the cause. Because the hope is, the dream is, and this is kind of a weird vision, but the real vision behind your cause is that so many other people will be so caught up with that cause that they leave that stain in the bed when they get up in the morning. They so drip with the nature of that cause. They so identify with what is important in that cause. Not just your vision, not just your ideas, not just your opinions, not just your belief system and your core values, where all of those are important. In fact, the cause won't choose you if your core values and your priorities and your passions and your ideals do not line up with the cause. The cause will skip right over you and find someone else. That's the way causes work. But when the cause finds all those things consistent in you, it will also find others like you. I, I have to go back to the fire analogy. You know, the reason that you see in wildland fires, especially big grass fires where they're burning acres and acres of hay fields, you see the tractors out there with the plow behind them. What are they trying to do? They're trying to disrupt the flow. They want to get between the fire that's burning now and the next level of combustible like products the the hay the fields the grasses all of those things that are going to catch fire easily they want to build a path between them they want to separate what's already burning from what will obviously burn if it gets close enough see that's why silencing happens that's why cancel culture happens that's why Imprisoning of political dissidents has happened forever. Yeah. Nero did it. Mm -hmm. King Herod did it. There were throughout history leaders who didn't like the new cause rising up. And so they cut a fire break through society. They cut a fire break through community. They, they cut the best they could to separate what was already burning from spreading. Maybe you've heard the phrase political dissident. Um, it's a book called Change Your World by John Maxwell. I want to share just a little clip out of this. And, and ironically, it's page 47. But on page 47, John Maxwell quotes uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he says this. May I stress the need for courageous, intelligent, and dedicated leadership. Leaders of sound integrity. Leaders not in love with publicity, but in love with justice. Leaders not in love with money, but in love with humanity. Leaders who subject their particular egos to the greatness of the cause. 
Oh, you got to be likable if you're going to have influence. You got to be the kind of person that other people say, I want to hang out with them. I want to be around them. Because without that likability, remember, likable is not just friendly and lovable. It's commonality. It's where do you find the common ground with somebody else? No like and trust, Bob Berg? Yeah, that likability is to be common ground enough that they have to build a fire break or your passion spreads to others. If you're the wildfire for the cause, if you're the match that sparks it, if you're the one who's inspiring a movement like no one has ever seen, you're going to have to get yourself in an environment where there are other combustible people, other people who would say, I share the same passions. I have the same convictions. I believe the same things that you believe. My core values are just like yours. And in that moment, you found another 100 acres of hayfield. And as you burn with passions so bright, you will ignite the people around you. And remember, you are not the cause itself. The cause is utilizing you. You are a tool for the cause, and that's okay. And maybe the only reason you're here is to be a tool for the cause. That's okay. In fact, in light of all things eternal, it may be better off that you're driven by the cause than you are by a paycheck. Yeah. Because the cause often... Let me correct that. The cause always looks beyond you. The cause is almost 99.857% never about you. It's always about everybody else. You may be the first one to see it. You may be the first one to come up with a solution. You may be the first one with strategies or tactics to help a mass amount of people. But you can't do it alone. You may be the spark. You may be the match. You may be the one to start the fire, but the fire is not about you. You may be the one carrying the torch for now, but there will be a time when you've got to hand it off. The question is, will you invest yourself to such a degree that the cause that you lead as a leader will be a cause that others will carry on and lead when you're gone? That's the truth of a legacy. Now, it may be a little bitty cause. My dad wasn't a great dad by his own confession. I've made it my life's work to be a good dad. I work very hard at that. I don't always succeed. Ask my kids. Sometimes I suck as a dad. But I never stop trying. I am devoted and committed to being a better father. My parents were divorced. My wife's parents were divorced. We have committed ourselves to being better married couple. We fight to hold our marriage together. A lot less fighting now than we did in the first 10 years, admittedly. But we are committed to that. 28 years this year. And we are committed to that. That's our cause, one of many. But marriages and family and parenthood, those are causes that have assumed, consumed, impassioned us. We're caught up in that fire. It's a cause that that drives us and, and we can't get out of it. And I won't stop talking about it and I won't stop living and I won't stop doing it. And I hope that being a better parent, being a better father, being a, very, a better husband, being a better friend will be those things that become my legacy that people around the world will recognize one day. Right now, nobody around the world knows me except the individuals that I've met. 
But I want that to be the legacy. If they were to look back and say, who was this guy? That guy from thatguyrocks.com, from thatguyspeaks.com, that guy, he was just a friend to everybody. Oh, he had some strong opinions and some strong ideas, and we didn't agree with all of them, but he was so friendly about it. That's, that's a legacy. That's a cause that I can get behind. It may not be the only one, but it is the first one. So what cause is calling you? What's driving you to do what you do? What is it in your leadership that others look to and go, and I'd love to catch that? I would be on fire with that in a heartbeat if it were handed off to me. What do people say about you and your beliefs and your values that are consuming not only everything about you, but consuming those around you? That's, that's what you need to lead with. Remember, likability is, it's part, you know, is it somebody fun to hang out with? But it's even more important that there's commonality there's common ground and there's common cause between you. A leader who's likable has to understand this is not about your ego. This is not a pot of popularity contest. In the end, no one will care how many people thought you were a cool guy or a great gal. Nobody. In the end, what will matter is did you leave an impact and a legacy? Was the cause that carried you worth carrying on when you were gone? That's the real question of influential leadership. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.